welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFT Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. We are just a mere 54 days away from the start of the 2021 MLS season. And it's here, my friends. Silly season. It's all here. It's all upon us. We have DC United player rumors to discuss. We have a uh, player interview to tease. Stick around for that. We've got Washington Spirit news. We've got Loudoun United news. We've got a Richmond Kickers connection. It's all here. It's all the time. It's RF Refugees. John, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. This is a uh, this is a very thought out and uh, jam packed show for a middle of end of February show with no seasons actually started yet. Yeah, it's crazy. We we we've gone where we've had like very little to talk about to suddenly everything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing. Well, let's uh, let's jump in it first. First and foremost. Uh, we here at the show, we, we we know that you guys love us. We, we feel the love every time we make a tweet and you guys like it. We post the show and we see the the, the reviews. Uh, but we but we want to dive a little bit deeper. We we, we want to know your thoughts on the show, ways we can get better. You know, we're not complete, uh, you know, perfection. We're not complete people who think our show is perfect. And we want to hear a little bit more. Uh, so we have rfurefugees.com. Uh, I think you have this pinned at the top, right, of, the, of our website. Yep. If you, yep. Uh, yeah, it's right there. You, you'll find it. It's a big. It's also pinned on our on our Twitter as the first tweet. So we are. I believe I said until the first of March, uh, we're taking people's surveys and whoever we're going to draw a name from there at the end of that, and whoever wins gets a copy of FIFA, copy of Football Manager. If you both, if you have both of those or don't want them. Uh, we are going to get you an RFK Refugee shirt and swag. I have I have a drawer to my left full of RFK Refugee mm-hmm. swag, things that people, we never even gave away <laughs> that we have. So uh, and do it. Uh, so tell us what you think. I think that we have found the negative feedback the most useful, and we're already sort of taking that on board and, and trying to improve. So, again, thank you to those who have filled, filled it out so far. And if you haven't yet, please do. Be brutally honest. We we want we want honesty here on the show because we want to get better. And we want to, and we want to deliver a show that you guys want and you guys want to continue to listen to. Um, we are a we are a show for you guys. You guys were the reason we got into doing this and, and wanted to to cover uh, DC United and and it evolved into covering more. And we and a lot of that came from from listener feedback and and a lot of the stuff we've done to the show has come from listener feedback and a lot of our plans for 2021 are coming from listener feedback. So uh, if you want to have a say in how this show gets built um, and how the show develops, uh, fill out the survey and you have a chance to win some cool prizes. Yeah. Speaking um, of 2021 plans for the year, make sure you're following us on Instagram. If you're not already, I think we have a lot more of you guys on Twitter than on Facebook or on, on Instagram. I mean, like us on Facebook too, but I, I think that's that's not our primary concern. Uh, but we're gonna do some stuff uh, during the season, uh, pregame, uh, halftime, postgame, sort of short, uh, quick things that make most sense for us to do on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on there, uh, and then you'll see when we go live, and you can you can join us. Yep, and uh, yeah, stick around, fill out the survey, let us know what you think. Uh, let's transition right into the news, though. Um, I think it's worth it to jump in, unless I'm missing something. John, John's kind of making me look. You, you, we're getting to know each other so well now, and also <laughs> I have a horrible poker face. So those two things at once. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to remind everyone. Thank you to the people who have already uh, rated the show on iTunes or wherever else. Uh, those are great. That helps us, particularly as we sort of look towards the future about sponsorship and, and advertising. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, please do. Uh, tell us what you think about the show. Rate us five stars. If you think we suck, you can just take a break and, and not rate us. But if you think we're great, rate us. Tell us and tell us what you think. Tell That's the last think. of our plugs at the top. 
Yeah, that's the last of the plugs. Uh, let's let's get into the news now. Let's get into the news. Uh, let's start with the 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 leading story is not DC United related, but still uh, a very pretty important story as far as the Washington Spirit go and in ownership and money into the club. Uh, they announced that they have have a new investor group. They are uh, LAFCing, Angel City FCing it with <laughs> a list, a long, long list of of owners and and investors. I guess is the right way to put it. They uh, are they <laughs> they are LAFCing this in the most Washington DC possible way. Yes, where LAFC is like Serena Williams, <laughs> Natalie Portman. Uh, our list is Chelsea Clinton, Jenna Bush. Tom Daschle uh, for you for you uh, DC heads, Jay Carney, uh, and then also Brianna Scurry and Dominique Dawes, and then a bunch of other people that most people have not heard of probably. But it's it's a very diverse group. I think the thing that to to look at here is this is not these are not all majority. The ownership is still staying with current with the current owners with the three of them as far as a controlling stake. This is about opportunities to leverage as connections that people have, you know, skills, uh, just sort of you know, uh, utilize their connections versus saying, here's a bunch of money, go sign all of the players because we're still constrained by all the NWSL roster rules and salary caps. Exactly. And Jake Carney's on the list too, which is, is fine. I had to, I had to look that up, um, as to, I, that name rang a bell and I had to look it up and it's Obama's former press secretary. So, and now uh, most, (laughs) most recently, I think PR for Uber and then PR for Amazon. Yeah. So, uh, lots, lots of, lots of investors. I mean, it's, it is good in, in any sense to have investment in, in the, into the team. Um, I mean, this, this you know, makes news. Uh, you know, you look at what the union did in, uh, oh, man, my mind is completely, work has turned my mind to mush, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to trudge on here real quick. Um, uh, was it Dwight Howard? No, not Dwight Howard. I'm trying to remember the bat. James Harden? No, well, James Harden was Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was the one. Kevin Durant, correct. Kevin Durant was the one um, who signed with the uh, who signed with Philly. Uh, you, you know, you're not expecting it's something. You know, I think a lot of people want DC to do, which is to kind of open up the ownership. Um, you got somebody who's uh, who's interested. You know, you you go and, and get that get that ownership in. So, um, I, I think I just to I think James Harden is an investor in the Dynamo, and I think. Uh, and then Kevin Durant and the union, he, he offered union, to buy yes. DC. So that's, um, I think it's great, particularly if it's a capital call. Like I, we've talked about liking it if it means more money for DC United to spend. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the best ones I think. But uh, sort of going on about the spirit and the uh, and the investor group. Another uh, another an article on the Equalizer uh, that came out. Uh, I think was it the seventeenth? Yeah. Uh, by Emily Olson, who has been a beat for DC United as well as as covering the Spirit. Um, check it out if you're not a subscriber already. The Equalizer, I recommend it. I, I joined last year. Uh, it's great. Um, but the thing that I thought was really notable on this is that a something we sort of know that they're planning for a full season at Segway this year until uh, they let fans in Audi because it's too expensive to rent uh, without Ticketgate, which makes sense. Uh, but they also made $500,000 for one game on revenue in 2019, which is an NWSL record. Uh, and they also sold $1.5 million in sponsorships last year. And that was known, like that was they were selling as the season was going on. And we knew that there weren't going to be any games in front of people. So that was that was money they were banking above and beyond, uh, even despite the, the the pandemic. So that's a really great sign for them as far as how they're going to grow in 2021 and, and going forward, they have a they have a facility 
uh, in Loudoun. They're going to have a, a training facility that's their own. They're going to have two stadiums that are essentially not their own, but they're, they feel like they are a part of it. They have an equity stake. Um, they asked Steve Baldwin if they were, if he was ever planning to build a stadium for spirit himself themselves. And he was basically like, no, <laughs> there's no reason for us to ever do that. We have plenty of options here. And that's the great thing is we have a group, we have a 10 year partnership with DC United. And we've, I think it, he, he, he made a comment in the article basically that was like, you know, we don't have to own and operate everything in order to be successful. There's, there's ways that you can take, you know, use comparative advantage, find what people do better than you find partnerships and then leverage those partnerships to grow. So they, they know they have a lot of room to grow, but they are making the right connections to sort of make that possible more quickly. So I'm, I'm excited to cover them this year. I'm excited for things to um, continue to progress uh, for all the teams in the region, but them specifically right now. And I think it's a, we've talked about this a lot in the show. You talk about that connection they have that the 10 year deal they have with DC. We have seen, we, we have seen rumblings and rumors and, and, um, a lot dealing with, uh, particularly with the new, the, the, the team coming to KC, uh, via, via Salt Lake, uh, just about like the, the, I mean, these teams don't share any ownership, but they see a collective idea in growing soccer and, and, and growing soccer, growing soccer for the spirit and, and the idea of, you know, really of rising tides lifts all boats. Um, and I think it's something that most, uh, most MLS, you know, most MLS fans want would want their teams to be, and it's it's good to see DC doing that because a lot of other uh, a lot of other owners and a lot of other cities uh, see them as competitors, and it's an adversarial adversarial relationship, um, and it's it's not a health that's not a healthy one, um, and it's certainly something that doesn't that doesn't help uh, because you know you know you can work out the schedule, but. You can be under the understanding that people that are showing up to Spirit Games might also show up to DC Games and vice versa. So you can be that sort of collective. You guys are operating the same market, but, you know, two separate sides of it almost. Um, and, that, and that's something I think that, that I'm glad to see. Um, and, and also probably buoyed by the fact that DC needs uh, tenants for, for Audi Field and for, yes. uh, for Segra Field, too. So that, that doesn't hurt as well. So, yeah. So that, I, think, I think as far as the Spirit go, that is... Uh, the preseason's ongoing. They have the longest preseason in recorded history. Uh, I believe the Challenge Cup starts in April, so they're going to be practicing a lot. Uh, I think they're going. I think soon. I think they're going to Florida to train, uh, maybe next week or the week after. So uh, they're they're currently training in the the bubble in Ashburn for the Washington football team. So uh, before we move on, uh, I'm teasing. I think for I think a lot of you have seen it on Twitter. We have Andy Sullivan on the show. Uh, we're interviewing her tomorrow. So please get your questions in um, as you get this. It'll be today as you're listening to this on the audio. Uh, but the other exciting thing we have going on is that we have our first uh, giveaway on RFK Refugees. We're, ha- we're doing a jersey giveaway, a Washington Spirit jersey giveaway. I can't tell how much you can see because of our weird formatting thing. Uh, but we're going to be talking about how to win that jersey. Uh, on that podcast on Thursday. So make sure you are subscribed and listen to that podcast and you'll find out how you can win. Yeah, and definitely check the, check out the interview. Then. So I think we're really excited for that. Um, and thank you for the team for for getting that, uh, yep. organizing that and getting that together. So uh, they've been they've been really, uh, really, really great about that. Um, all right. And with all the ownership moving the spirit, other teams that we cover, uh, we have signings to talk about now, John. It, the silly season is right on its way. 
Um, I think it's 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 fully uh, and I think we got a chat feature going on at the top. I'm seeing what is that anyway? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, we, we can see the video screen we got going on right now. Part of our, our wonderful work that Brian's doing. So hope um, hopeful it's something something even more exciting. Um, but let's uh, let's talk signings, man. We got a uh, we got several different. Do we do we want to start with the DC related stuff or do you want to start with the with the loud and related? Well, let's stuff? do DC as our. I think yes. that's our the, the the mothership. Uh, so we have a a a potential. I don't want to say Eric Sorga too, uh, but in, another another player, young youngish striker uh, with a decently prolific, not not to the extent of Sorga, but uh, successful strike record. Um, Nigel Robertha who is a Dutch-born forward who plays at Levski Sofia. So you probably don't watch those games. Those aren't on ESPN+. Plus. Um, but uh, the idea here is that <laughs> we have a, a player that uh, our coach is familiar with. Um, it's uh, a player that is, I think, about a $1 to $2 million transfer fee. The thing that's exciting to me, if there's anything, we, we're not going to pretend that we are watching Bulgarian soccer. If we were, I think neither of us would be married. I think we would live in we would live in <laughs> boxes, but only somehow have streaming ability to to watch because we would I don't know how we'd have time to work. Uh, but the idea is that there are teams in Europe that are that have been looking at this play, a player. Molda or uh, Malmo was looking at him. Dynamo Zagreb. So those are all names you will recognize from the sacrificial lamb stage of the Champions League usually. Um, but he's a player that has that has some interest. If you watch his sizzle reel, sizzle reels are notoriously hard to uh, sort of export <laughs> the difficulty level uh, when you map it to MLS, but he looks very confident. I know Ted had some thoughts about sort of what, what he looks like, but I think if you watch that, go to the Black Red United uh, article where they're talking about him, but he is a confident scorer and maybe is something that we need, particularly with the small amount of goals we scored last year. Ted, what do you think about yeah, this guy? Yeah, so so we have to go off the sizzle reel, and you know, sizzle reels are not, you, you should never use a sizzle reel to indicate whether a player is good or not, or whether whether he will be good or not, but you can gleam maybe certain tendencies, um, certain highlights uh, can sort of give you a sense of what type of player this is. And, and this guy seems like a, either a Wando, very Wando light, or a almost a direct answer to Ola Kamara. He does have some skill on the ball. Um, I saw some 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 vision, some attempts at passing. Uh, so he's not completely just a, a goal poacher, but he definitely does feel like he's a right time, right place type of goal scorer. Um, and the, the, John has some maybe some negative opinions on that. I, I don't care as long as he's good and can and can find positions and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, this this is a guy that that very clearly the team is looking at. This is the, this is the guy they talked about as the competitor, the guy that's going to be competing for a spot uh, with with Ola Kamara. Um, and and trying to push him a little bit and maybe make make things interesting. Be a guy off the bench. Um, you know, we, we always need depth, and and building that depth is is important. Um, I think the real interesting thing was looking at was well does well does he qualify for the new twenty two hundred twenty two initiative? He's twenty three, so it doesn't appear like he he does. Um, so he is certainly older than that. He'll be a um, young DP though. Yeah, similar to our last young DP, I believe was Raphael Gladiator from Bahia. <laughs> and he didn't. He scored one goal against Columbus, and then never again. So hopefully he does better than him uh, if he if he does sign. One incredible goal, and then literally just never saw the field again. It was it was like the biggest disappearing act I've ever seen. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a young designated player, so he will 
take up less of the salary cap. Um, he comes out on a pretty modest fee. Uh, so so there are, there are let me be a little bit more expectations than him than Eric Sorga. Eric Sorga was kind of like a cheap transfer fee coming in. Um, so there, there's a little bit more something to this uh, to this. So the idea is can they can they get if, if he's going to be successful again? It's the same thing with Ola Kamara. Can they put the ball in the positions where he can score? Um, and that happened sometimes with Ola. He also didn't help himself, but I would argue it didn't happen enough. Um, and it didn't allow him to sort of get that goal and build that confidence. So I'm, I'm um, being corrected on top of my face on this layout by Angus that TT was a young DP. Yeah. Well, he was alone though. He was, he was a year low. He was. Uh, maybe, maybe his salary put him over that edge. Maybe that's more what it's about. I'd have to look. Well, but. we'll, we'll just agree to disagree on Mount Angus unless you drop the, uh, <laughs> drop the <laughs> drop, links in the chat, drop uh, the but, links, drop the facts. I saw one thing this says to me, if this, if this move does happen, it's not really guaranteed yet to happen. It's uh, in the rumor stage. Uh, and also, I, I believe he got close. He likes to get in. His, his agent likes to put him into, into negotiations with other teams in the media uh, based on a cursory Google search. Uh, this should mean that Eric Sorga gets to play in Loudoun a lot. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't, then what are we doing? Like, I, I feel like a young player that needs to play, you know. Eric Sorga, yeah. <laughs> let's give him let's give him a chance. That sounds like that sounds like him. But we'll see. Keep keep an eye on that. It's it's one of four potential moves um coming in the next week. Yeah. Well, wanna talk about the next one? Yeah, let me pull back up. I'm trying to, to jump to, to the next one places. is uh Brendan Heinz Ike or Ikey. Hard to say, I don't have a pronunciation guide in front of me. Uh but he has been playing he's an American, so and non international, which is helpful for a roster construction. Uh, but has been playing uh, in Europe, first in Sweden, then in Belgium uh, for the last five years. So Hernan Lozada and and his assistant, uh, Nikolas Frutos, are familiar with him, played against him uh, from Beerschot. Uh, I like that, by the way. <clears throat> uh, he uh, So he's, he's, I think, last year his season ended, he was a starter. I, I did a little, a little investigation. He was a starter, every game starter. Uh, in 2019 until he tore his hamstring and then didn't play as much. Last year he played sparingly. Uh, this season he's played nine games. So he is no longer first choice. It depends uh, sort of what how, how he plays in here. Uh, I know that we have Steve Birnbaum still recovering from injury despite his ability to dribble on Instagram Lives, looking looking very spry, but I think still not ready for games. Uh, we have we have we need more depth in the middle. Regardless of what system we play, we need more we need more center back. So um this also looks. This is this is Goff. Obviously, uh, I, it's it seems to be saying that this is getting pretty close. Um, that would be great. I think that's a. I think that's a. People have been asking for defenders. I know that Ernan in uh, on the interview on DC United Kingdom said he wanted a, a signing at every level. So he wanted a forward, a midfielder, and a defender. Um, so this sounds like two of those uh, are are satisfied. And, and, you know, it's center back depth. This team, um, I think, was hurting a lot last year towards the end of the season. Um, and depth and, and potential starting. Potential, if you want to look at a player that can potentially push, you know, every, every year we always there. Everybody already talks about, you know, when is the team going to move on for Fred Brilliant? This feels like a guy that they're going to potentially move on from uh, with Fred Brilliant. So um, as soon I, as I, someone moves him off his spot. You can take his spot. <laughs> yeah, he's king of the mountain until someone finally does it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but you know, again, we don't have we don't have a lot of video. I guess we'll be 
the Belgian league is now, of course, on ESPN Plus. Maybe we'll see if he if he plays for a game. Doesn't look he's getting many appearances though. If so someone put a sizzle it. reel for a third center back on a Belgian <laughs> non top tier, I I will have a great faith in YouTube and the internet. So I hope I will, we'll dig it up. Someone let us know in the comments uh, if that has happened. I doubt it. Well, the um, the interesting thing about him is that he was I think he was drafted by Montreal and then left for Europe. And did not, and basically, so but for whatever reason, Montreal do not hold his rights still. Um, I don't. I guess I, who knows how that works. I, I'm not even going to begin to guess that one, to be honest, on how on how all that works. But, right. um, but uh, uh, good two, for him, and hopefully, he'll be, hopefully, if they do sign him, he'll be he'll be a good a good player. Yeah. Two two more moves, potential moves. Uh, one that we have talked about on this podcast before, and which we're very excited about. Andy Nahar is uh, undergoing a medical, uh, which is no no small thing. For, for a player with uh, his injury history, despite his young age. Uh, we will see very soon um, how that pans out. But if he's undergoing a medical, I think that they've decided at least they want to bring him in for camp. Um, also, Rodney Wallace, according to um, uh, Reefa K, I, for some reason can't think of his actual human name, uh, uh, as, as, is back in town. His family and he has, have flown back to D.C. this week. Uh, he was training with the club previously, so that looks again like either a contract is going to be offered or he's going to be able to train with the team early in preseason. We're happy about that. I think that, that those are both that that's fullback depth. What people have been talking about. So there's two of them, and you know it, it it leads into the idea that maybe this team is is going to be shifting more towards that three five two that. Uh, you know, Hernan Hernan has been very on the show. He was like, "Look, I'm going to play whatever the best position is." But if the team comes in and they're like, hey, you know, we want to build a team to play that style, you know, having guys like Rodney Wallace, having guys like Andy Nahar, uh, you know, Ariel, if he comes back, uh, Julian Gressel, those guys are all sort of wing back type players. And then you can you have four, you know, four center backs. Maybe you look to bring in a um, a fifth one if you're looking at playing three. I think you always like to have at least two depth in the depth position but you can start to see this team potentially have build that sort of three five two uh that they sort of that 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 uh that Ernan became uh became famous for um at at uh at beer so uh that that i think is something interesting i guess is is, is maybe a tactical shift to sort of pushing those players to uh to be signed so um the, the chat has informed me uh, first of all, that it's Ryan Kiefer. For some reason, I could remember his name. Also, apparently, Kevin Spence on Twitter says that there is a sizzle reel uh, for Brandon Hines Ike, which I really have to see. So I hope I hope we get to see that later. Uh, but that <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Rich also makes a good uh, good point. The sort of uh, to where you know we need to put um, our young players. You can't groom young players on the bench. You need youth at Loudon. Journeyman as backup. So we've got enough youth players and we'll, we're going to be talking to Ryan Martin in a few weeks. Hopefully by then he's got a better idea of what the protocols are going to be for us and ML MLS loans, which was the problem last year. But it's a, uh, we're going to talk to talk about Loudon here in a second, but that's a, uh, we, you know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, waiting for this team to sign players. It was obvious that they were waiting to have a coach in, in place. They have one now. Uh, and, and now we're finally starting to see things move. They were never going to sign huge players in this window. These aren't those, but you know, that's okay. I think we're we've been talking since since Hernan was uh, uh, unveiled that we were just saying that just get, make the players that we have a little bit better for now, like get us better, establish your establish your philosophy, improve the players who had down years last year, and then we'll look at it in the summer or next year. So I'm excited either way. I don't know about you. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think there's, I'm going to be again curious how this whole 2222 initiative, whether we see DC dip into that. I, I kind of, the first thought was, oh, this might be a 2222 player. Um, I guess he still falls under the young DP. So um, that is, uh, that is certainly something that, um, that, that at least takes, takes less off the salary cap. So it lowers the risk of, of this type of move. Um, I, I think you're going to have a tough time convincing some fans, some, some fans every year, we don't do something major. It's, it's, Oh, this was a disaster. Um, and that's fair. It, it, think of, think what you think and, and, and voice your opinion. Um, but I, I, I will say I'm, I'm, you start to see, okay, they've got, they're starting to build some depth. I think maybe they need one or two more, you know, maybe impact players, um, and sort of fill out that roster. You've got loud and hopefully they're going to allow some more movement this year. Um, so you've got a chance for like maybe a player like Andy Nahar to get some minutes to get some form back uh, against lesser opponents, you know, where he can actually build, uh, build, build some skills as they say. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, speaking of, of players out on loan and, and out in, uh, out in Europe, uh, Paul Riola still at Swansea. Um, things are still healthy for now. Yeah, still healthy, which is already going better than unfortunately than than Jordan Morris, who suffered an ACL tear. Um, very very sad to hear that, and I, I'm Seattle fans are very sad. It, it is it is the worst. It, either one of these players goes down with an injury, it's literally the worst possible scenario. Um, it basically it 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 sort of wastes the move. Uh, you know, Jordan Morris. I, I don't think he was he was getting off to a stellar start. He was starting though. He was getting he was, he was getting more game time than than Paul has so far. Yeah, I mean Paul Paul I think they're trying to work Paul in a little bit. Um so th- this might accelerate, you know, accelerate that path. We'll see. I'd be curious to see what happens over the next few games even though they're not on ESPN Plus. For apparently he paid 20 Apparently we can pay $27 like a month and we can watch the games or something like that. Nope. Did I hear that correctly? Nope. Yeah, I yeah, Swansea has a, a team specific one. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have I have bought now two jerseys from Swansea City, uh, so they should just include it for free. Uh, thank you to the thank you to the other gentleman who uh, fixed my my jersey size problem. I have my new one coming anytime now, so that's that's good. And, and, and Tim Flesh also notes that uh, Kamarni Smith is apparently now close to a signing, which uh, was expected. I think I think he's a player we will definitely see. Uh, he and the other center back, I even forgot about um, about the Shields. Um, I guess that's your other sort of that's your fifth center back. Um, you think we'll I, see them both in DC this year? I, I think you'll see them at Loudon to start. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be it'll be very similar. And if they if they show well, like Donovan Pine showed well for for a couple weeks, and then he was you know in the DC lineup um, the next week. I think also some injuries maybe played a role in that. Yes. Um, but he showed well enough to show that 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 they could bring him in and maybe trust him a little bit. So I think you could see something similar. Hopefully not the injuries, but definitely I I think you see them. Mostly being loading down to Loudon, getting minutes, getting time, getting experience. Um, I, I think it's I think it's good that they drafted players that were going to come here to play because they had the option. Players had the option to be like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll just go finish out my college season and and I'll, I'll see you in the summer. Um, and I think that's kind of a, almost a, a waste of a pick, uh, especially if you're going to draft two players in the in the top five. You want to at least have them under contract in here. So I think that that's good to see. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to ask you to consider becoming a Patreon for the low, low price of preferably $5, but really whatever you want. You can help support the show. You can keep Ted in a supply of scarfs you can see behind his head in the live show and Coke Zeros that you see me drinking. 
In addition to becoming a very cool person, you will get early access to every show, some exclusive content we won't release to everyone else, access to get your questions to the top of the pile on our big interviews, and discounts on future RFK Refugees merchandise. All of that very cool stuff. So consider joining us today at patreon.com slash Refugees. And if money is tight or you'd rather not commit, that is no problem. Just do us a favor and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it and tell your friends about us. Vamos. Speaking of Loudon, <laughs> we have uh, there are so they've decided that they're going to sign everyone here in the, in the last few weeks. Yep. Uh, Loudon has signed eight players uh, and has re-signed, I believe, three more uh, that were previously on the roster. Uh, this is going to be a different team than last year. I think that they have taken to heart that they had the worst record in all of USL, and there are like nine hundred thousand teams in you in the USL Championship. So that was a real achievement. Uh, but they've decided that they're going to make some moves here. So. I'm going to read a whole bunch of names and then we're going to, we're going to walk through them for those of you who wanted loud and content, strap up your boots. We're going to give you some <laughs> loud and content now. All right. So players that have signed in the last three weeks, uh, Jermaine Forda, I'm going to go through the names and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. D- Jermaine Forda, Dar Luis Paz, Barack Tola Sharifi. By the way, I'm taking this for Ted. I'm not getting these right either, but I'll take the slings and arrows. Uh, Nanan Huso. And then for re-signing, we have Robbie Dambro or Rambi, Robbie Dambrot, as he actually set people straight on his Instagram. Ty Gabara, Ted Cudibiatro, he of the recent RFK Refugees bump uh, last week. Tim Meal, Drew Skundrich, Samson Sergey, Wahab Akai. Is it Akwai? It's um, Akwe. Akwe. See, there we go. Thank you. Yep. Keegan Meyer and Gasusamake. So... They they made it very easy for me here with all with all these names. So I'm gonna get through these. I have a little a little very small bit uh, on each of these players. Uh, Jermaine Forda is a uh, former West Ham under 23 player goalkeeper. He's backup competition. He last played in the USL with El Paso. El Paso. Um, Dar Luis Paz is a bit more exciting. I think he's a he's a currently on the U17s for Venezuela. He played for Deportivo La Guerra. Uh, scored I think seven goals last year. Uh, tricky winger. If you if you want to look on um, uh, again, Rifa K has an interview uh, that Ryan Martin did with a um, Venezuelan journalist about about Paz. So that's exciting. I think he is probably the most um, offensive oriented player with upside that 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 the Loudon brought in so far. Sharifi, uh, middle uh, midfielder, former teammate of Josh Fawole at Loyola. Last played with uh, New York Red Bulls 2. Husso is on loan from a club in the Ivory Coast. ASI de Bergen, de, nope, a team from in the Ivory Coast. Scored seven goals, 16 assists in 20 games last year. He's on the uh, U-20 national team for the Ivory Coast. So uh, they, are, they are doing, uh, they're, they're, I think they had a lot of success last year, sort of looking at the under-23s, under-20s, and uh, a bunch of the, the African region. So they're, they're, they've gone back to the well. Uh, Dan Brat, defender, injured last year. I think he broke his arm or broke his shoulder in preseason. Uh, in 2019, he played six games with Loudon and came from Virginia Beach FC. For those of you in the Hampton Roads area who are excited about the NPSL, that's where he came from. Uh, Gabara, uh, center attacking midfielder, son of Jim Gabara, a longtime women's coach. Uh, he played eight games in 2020, no goals. We don't have to tell you Cudi Pietro does. Particularly if you're a podcast listener, you know you know what he's all about. Uh, Timmy Mayo was one half of the first choice center back pairing since he was signed in the middle of the year in 2019. 
Uh, he started 11 games for Loudon last year. Uh, the defense needed some improvement, so uh, he is he's one of the few that's been brought back on that back line who was a starter last year. Uh, Drew Skundrich is a midfielder who signed from Sacramento Republic, my uh, my second USL team. Uh, I encourage you to check out Black and Red United's write-up on him. They had a conversation with, I think, uh, Indomitable Soccer, which is the SB Nation Sacramento blog, sort of said what he's about. Good player. He wanted to relocate. The team, Sacramento, wanted him back, but he wanted to come out east to uh, to live with his wife, who we are interviewing tomorrow on the show. So it all, it's all connected. Samson Sergey, a forward. Uh, he's from Ashburn. He played last year with New Mexico United, scored six goals, uh, scored 29 goals in four years at Xavier. Um, I, I, there's a, there's an excitement with him, apparently. He's a local kid. They wanted to see what he could do. Big physical forward. I still miss Kyle Murphy. I want to have somebody scoring goals like Kyle Murphy. Uh, why don't you talk to us about the the former Richmond Kickers player here? Yes. Uh, so you know, I'm excited. Uh, I guess to and sad and sad because I'm I am a Richmond Kickers season ticket holder. And Akwe was was a very very good uh, solid uh, defensive center back for for this club. He plays center back. Um, he even in 2019 when things weren't going so well, he was definitely clearly a player that you saw out there trying it. And the issue in 2019 wasn't allowing goals for the kickers. It was their ability to score goals uh, and, and that the offense was sputtering, but they were able to keep themselves sort of afloat in that middle of the park because they were they were not allowing um, uh, many goals in 2019. Uh, 2020, obviously, things turn around. They got more <laughs> offensive help. Uh, and he was a huge part of that sort of that renaissance uh, in, in 2020 for the kickers. Um, and I'm, I'm sad to see him go. Um, and uh, I wish him, I wish him all the best and I'll, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch him at, at Loudoun United, of course, as well. So I'm hopeful he gets some minutes. So, um, yeah, it, it, very solid player, very solid pickup. I think for, I, I think it makes, I think it does make Loudoun United a better team and I'm biased. I know, but well, yes. I mean, Hey, that's, that's the scouting report we've have. We have on one of these players. So that's good to know. Uh, Meyer is a goalkeeper, also local silver spring, Drafted by the Revs in 2020, played for their uh, their USL two team side for eight eight games. He's going to be another backup option, which I think means my buddy uh, my, my my buddy Miller, uh, my Instagram friend, is maybe not back this year unless they're going to carry four goalies. Um, and and Samake defender played with ASEC Mimosas, which is a great team name in the Ivory Coast. Another <laughs> U23 player. Um, it's. It's a whole new roster. Very, very few guys coming back last year. There's obviously going to be some more signings announced here. We've not yet made a full side. USL sides are always huge uh, because they play 5,000 games. So we're going to keep keeping that updated. I think uh, Ryan, when he comes on, Coach Martin, will give us a little bit more context about what he's hoping to do this year. I asked Ted uh, on our interview last week, and this is probably a better question for the coach, it was it was always said that the Loudon team and Ben Olson worked very tightly as far as what they were going to do from a style formation perspective. I imagine that will continue. Hernan's going to have to to sort of speak his mind on that. I wonder if that conversation's happened yet, uh, and if not, probably will happen pretty soon. Yeah, it'll be curious if if we get um, Ryan Martin on the show. Sort of how that. How, I mean, I imagine they they will have to have had some conversations. I know. Um, Ernan's probably still just trying to find, find figure out where Audi Field is and where his office is and and, and everything. Uh, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what that sort of relationship is going to be like and and uh, and how and how that's going to grow. Um, so uh, I think we'll, I'll be I'll be very very curious to talk to to Ryan Martin sort of about about how how he feels that relationship is going and a um, lot, lot of all these all these players are on like one year contracts, right? Like Correct. There isn't, yeah, there isn't. 
yeah, that that's something. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I've I, I I did not put this in the rundown, so I'm gonna make a little aside. But I watched uh, Joe Gallardo score an absolute banger. Former Richmond Kickers player score a banger for Carataro uh, in Liga MX, and I have to sit here and wonder as I watch that. I'm like, you know, he's out there playing in a league. He played on a USL League Two team three years ago, then on the Kickers in in, in League One. Then he was actually sold in one of the very few actual transfers uh in, in usl when he was sold i think for like ten thousand dollars to real monarchs didn't play very much and then goes to league mx and is getting appearances uh he's not blowing the doors off but i see that and i'm like man there 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 is still some some missed uh some missed opportunities in in between usl and mls in, in getting guys in and i wish i wish they i wish teams can maybe get these guys on uh on a little bit longer contracts and have the incentive where they would want to go and then sell them and, and they could sort of sell them up and sort of open up that pipeline. Uh, maybe it never comes. I don't know, but that's something I've, I've always wanted to, to sort of happen. Yeah. I recommend the, the article on the athletic. I don't remember the, the author at the moment, yeah. but it really got into the fact, uh, I talked a lot to Landon Donovan, who is now the coach and quasi general manager of the San Diego, San Diego loyal about how hard it is to figure out value of USL players particularly when you're talking about USL USL league two players where they're either asking way too much or they literally can't afford to lose players. Cause it's very, a lot of these players, they're just taking lottery tickets on, on these guys. It's like a, it's an open call. Mm-hmm. So it's a real struggle to decide how you're going to get along. Uh, Gallardo was, I mean, I, I remember, I don't follow the team closely, but I remember when he was signed, they were like, this guy's going to be somewhere else soon. Like he's, he's way too talented He's had a, was it an injury history or like a disciplinary history? What was the, what landed in there to begin with? You know, I, I can't exactly speak, but I do know I, he was a player. Actually, I think that either a player came up to the coach or uh, the the now former coach of, of the kickers, um, David Bulow, sort of recruited and said, hey, you should come here and, you know, I'll, I'll make I'll take care of you. And, and he was one of the. Uh, in that really bad 2019 season, he was one of the bright spots, uh, and it was very clear when he got out there. He 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 was a uh, very much a step ahead. Um, a lot of the other players. I, I'm not I'm not privy to to the actual details in the moment. I'm sure there are I'm sure there are details out there, but um, it's it's kind of it's kind of shocking that he that 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 he's out there playing in League MX. Um, and it makes me wonder. You know, I I think I was listening to um. I was listening to Extra Time and they were talking. I was like, oh, well, you know, they're just, I don't know if the players are really good enough in USL to go up in MLS. And I'm like, literally, a guy from the, who played in, who was playing in League One two, three, two, three seasons ago just scored probably one of the best goals Karataro is going to have all year. And you're telling me the talent, there's talent there. It's good enough. Someone just needs to put the resources into actually scouting there. Um, and we've seen it with DC. We've seen it with Dane Kelly, who was the leading goal scorer in the USL championship. So I don't know if it's a situation these players just not getting opportunities. Is it a, is it an issue of timing? I, I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like there are there are talented players in USL, and um, it, uh, we'll see sort of maybe how that market develops. Um, the the kickers sold him, and they really I don't think they wanted to sell him, but I think they sold him with the idea to try to kind of open up that market. And that's what they talked about. They said, we're selling him just, just to get that ball rolling, you know, get, get that, get that, maybe that first valuation. And then maybe you have a starting point um, where if, if another player impressed, you can say, well, we sold Gallardo for 10 K. Uh, we think he's better than Gallardo. Give us 15 K and we'll call it a deal. And then you can sort of start building up 
um, that valuation. I mean, you're right. It's hard. I, I just, I think the, the resources and scouting need to be put into MLS clubs and, and they're, they're players right in your back door and you can buy them for cheaper than you would in the international market. If you buy an American player, they don't count against, you know, the international slots and everything. So um, I, I just like to see that more develop a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, Keretaro is the team that doesn't pay their players. I believe. I think that that was, I, I remember Camilo Sanvezzo when he had his, Secret transfer from Vancouver had a problem with being paid. And I believe, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, that Ronaldinho played for Carataro for like three weeks. Yeah, I think that's a, the case. Yeah. <laughs> I they may have had some. I think I think they've had some financial issues and they've been sold. Again, they're they're right now they're seven they they finished seventeenth last year. Of course, now there's no more relegation in Liga MX. It, it, it's on a hiatus or a pause. Um, but uh but yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna start. I, may, I might start becoming a fan. I think they've got some new ownership. Um, that's coming. That's coming to the, to the team. That hopefully makes it a little better. Because you're right, that was bad. How many soccer games? I'm just this is a quick uh, not on the rundown. How many soccer games did you watch this weekend? Because the answer um, for me is a lot. A lot. Yeah, I was. It, I mean, I watched. I watched, you know, I had I had the four screens on for the Bundesliga games. I had the, of course, I watched the Premiership game, watched the Liverpool-Everton match. Um, as, as sad as that was for me as a <laughs> Liverpool fan, um, things are not going well. I am I am very much looking forward to the start of the MLS season, even though that might be disappointing too. I can take a little more joy out of that, uh, you know, watching some other teams. And, and, you know, there's there's fantasy sports I participate in with MLS. So I get I get much, even, even when things are bad, I still get joy out of watching MLS. Um, just as a whole, so I I I subscribe to the Fanatis, Fanatis, whatever the hell it's whatever it's actually called. I watched League One, I mm-hmm. watched Portuguese the Portuguese League, I watched <laughs> a bunch of EPL games, I watched a Championship game, I watched two Serie A games, I watched Ecuadorian soccer, I watched Argentinian soccer, and I watched the Colo Colo game, the the last game of the I forget the Chilean league. It is phenomenal. I am gonna. I need to like get someone to pull me out of the couch on the weekends. <laughs> what, what is this Fanatis? I, oh, I have not been. I've is, not been aware of this. It's like what, how South, much is it? It's it's a uh, it's eight dollars, I believe, a month. Okay. Um. So it's like it's like Peacock, but like thirteen leagues. It has it has the La Liga. It has the Portuguese league, the Brazilian league, Ecuadorian league, uh, and then I like two or three other ones. Uh, Tur- Turkey. So it's got B in sport. It's it's amazing. Like there's literally, I I just I open my uh my my uh foot mob and sort it by time, and I can just roll from six a.m. in Australia to ten forty five watching a game on the west coast of Mexico, and it's fantastic. I watch Mexican Mexican league games too. It was so good. I don't know what I'm gonna do when MLS and USL start. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Daniel Hill saying R.I.P. Schalke. I have to uh, I have to sort of agree with him. On the sense that uh, Matthew Hoppe is going to blow up the the second Bundesliga next season, <laughs> he is going to be the Golden Boot winner down there because it uh, looks like uh, Schalke are, are 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 heading down uh, heading down to the to the second division um, to join the likes of my club FC Heidenheim. Um, well, they I, were I, they I, had they had like six points before Matthew Hoppe rides or like seven points something yeah. insane. So yeah, and then uh, a- a- uh, Angus Long, of course, says the Indian Super League, which non COVID times tune into that because you're watching like soccer being played on like a cricket field and it's the 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 crowds are so removed it is the most like and you see these like uh, you see i i'm pretty sure i want to say that 
um i think i saw like tim cahill out on the field one time and i had to like laugh as like you know wow that's a name you know you have those players like oh man that's a name i haven't heard in forever so robin van Persie uh would have been out there i believe in the first year it happened santino quaranta was picked but picked by one of the teams in the draft, which I was like, how do I watch this? I need to watch this. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he actually saw the field, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, soccer is great. There are so many options uh, on on this Fanatis. I got to find out if I can get like a referral bonus so I can start getting you guys to, to buy in, but it's great. Hey, man, show sponsors. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk. I'm sure this is, a, I think, a very small time operation. We might be able to do it. All right, we got about we got about like fifteen minutes. We got a huge segue. Let's, power let's, through. Let, let's talk. Let's talk U.S. Women's National Team. She believes Cup. Uh, they are in a tournament with Canada, Canada, Brazil, and Argentina. They have played Canada, Brazil. Uh, let's just say I I think the problem with the U.S. Women's National Team is not that they play terribly. It's that well, number one, they, you got to admit too, they have not. This is like the first competitive games they have had in a while. So let's you know against real opponents too. All right. Now, I, I don't want to say real opponents against strong opponents, let's say. Um, I don't I don't want to say that, but like actual competition. Um, and yes, they looked rough. It, things looked rough. Um, Emily Sonnet has did not have the greatest game against Brazil. Uh, it, it only in contrast to the fact that I miss Rose Lavelle. Oh, God. Uh, Crystal Dunn, another former spirit player, was fantastic in, in Brazil. She had a particular moment when Brazil had a breakaway and she jogged all the way back, made the tackle. Um, with her she hand. has. What's that? I said and smacked the ball with her hand. Is it with a hand? I thought oh, it was yeah. with her body. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, ball to hand, not, not, not handling. I'm going to go ahead and call that. But. Um, <laughs> But she she played really well. Uh, Alex Morgan out on the left was interesting to me. She was almost playing as a winger um, out there, and that 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 was. And then I think she kind of switched to the right at one point too. I kind of saw that um, action. Uh, Roosevelt again has moments of of great. Uh, I think sometimes she's she's holding the ball a little too much. I think she needs to you know utilize her teammates. She was trying to run at some defenders, which is 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 great. And some players don't go out and do those types of things. Um, but that was really good. Uh, she's still Chris, working her way into fitness yeah. after, after a baby and very short time overseas. Also, I forget who said it on Twitter, but Alex Morgan is the team leader in getting smacked around for the team or dying for the team. Like she is, she gets a lot of foul suffered because like you said, she does hold onto the ball, but it's, it usually ends up with a free kick. Uh, great, great goal from Kristen press. Um, mm. I think, I think, this, I think she's going to be one to, to watch out there. I think she's, she's very much gotten sort of buried amongst a lot of the other talent in the U S team as what happens with, 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 with a lot of players. Um, and I, I think this is, this might be her sort of coming out party, uh, for the Olympics and, and sort of her asserting herself, maybe even taking the, the sort of center striker spot, um, from, from Alex Morgan. Uh, also had the goal from Megan Rapino, who keeps trucking along, had a great tribute to, uh, by the way, I don't think we ever mentioned congratulations to, um, to Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger on, uh, their new adopted daughter. I I'm pretty sure. Um, so, uh, so congratulations to them, uh, in, in that. And I think, uh, Ma- Megan Rapino had a really nice sort of tribute to them. Uh, they were sort of left off the roster and everybody was kind of wondering why. And then we saw the pictures. So they're busy. Um, 
Yep. So uh, very good to see there. All right. We got uh, – but, uh, yes, they will play Wednesday. U.S. women's play Wednesday against Argentina to mostly win, wrap right? up the Sheep. Yeah, wrap up the Sheep Believes Cup. They're still not clinched yet, but oh. I think they just need a draw and, they, and they'll get it. And Argentina are uh, the weakest of the of their three opponents. So that, that should definitely uh, that should definitely happen. But Wednesday at 7, definitely check it out. Uh, let's start uh, with question time. We got one from our uh, compatriot competitor – uh, over in the UK with DC United Kingdom says, what is your favorite celebration? I don't know if he's talking like favorite DC. Goal. He means, nope, just favorite goal celebration. Uh, and I have an answer for that. And I also have a video for that, uh, which we're going to play over here. I don't know if we can, how much you can see it. Uh, I'm wondering, is, I'm, I'm wondering what this is. This is the Robbie Fowler endline <laughs> goal snorting celebration. This is the best one there. It's, it's certainly kids don't do drugs. Drugs are bad, but this is, and he does it twice. They try to get him to stop, and he goes and does it again. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> celebration in history. What's yours? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, John. You took a big whiff on, nope. on that being. And I'm a Liverpool fan, uh, so you know I love me, I love me some some Robbie Fowler. But um, and, and unfortunately, the the best goal celebration is the Aleko Eskandarian uh, Red Bull spit take. That is the greatest celebration in DC United history. Come at me, find me a better one. Um, I'll I, have I you cannot. know I tried to find video for you for that, and no, no video. <laughs> you knew on what YouTube. my answer was going to be. I See, did. This, is how, this is how we knew we were. We're syncing up, but the, syncing unfortunately, up. YouTube uh, did not want to let me do that. <laughs> there, there have been a lot of copyright claims on that on that celebration for whatever reason. But anyway, <laughs> fair enough. Yes, Ag- Angus saying thank you, Ted. Yes, yes, of course. Um, uh, next question from yes. DCU Gunner. Uh, fullback depth is a big need for this team. What profile fullback would you like to see come in? Since we need at least two, in my personal opinion, do you think both all fullbacks who come in should be of the same profile or have differing styles? I think both of the fullbacks coming in are coming in next week, and their names are Andy Nahar and Rodney Wallace. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you at this point what Rodney Wallace's style is anymore. Um, it's been a while. Same same for Andy, Andy Nahar. And also, we don't necessarily know what formation is going to be played here. So I think I think you just basically pick the players you know that are, are talented and versatile. And I think that's in, in their, in their, in their health, that's both of those players. And, and I think, I think you also have to look at it. Um, you know, right now you have, uh, you have Paul, I'm going to, you know, list him with, with a huge asterisk, obviously, um, though things keep going down the tubes, he might be back. Uh, you know, I think, I think it seemed to indicate that his, his transfer was indicated on the team making the premiership. And right now I think they've dropped down to fourth, so they're in the playoff, but it, it, it's it's a much longer shot. They're out of those automatic spots. Um, you have uh, Julian Gressel. You have Emil Assad could theoretically play that role. There's a lot of talk about him being a playable. You have Kevin Paredes. Yep. So really, you're looking for you're looking for two others in Andy Nahar and uh, and and Rodney Wallace as sort of those other sort of wing back fullback depth. Um, and I think that about rounds it out um, for me. Even if we lose Paul, we're down. We're still down to four. Uh, who can sort of slot in those positions? Um, and uh, no, no one wants to talk about it, but Russell Canals is sort of the emergency right back too. Although I hope we, I hope, I hope we never get to that. So we, we, I'm sure we will. Unfortunately, uh, I want to call out MLS Assist, who talked about Kevin Paredes uh, and, and their podcast today. Check them out. That's a uh, athletic um, podcast. Uh, next one we got here is uh, odds of Michael Edwards getting signed as DC United's fifth center back. This has been kicked around a little bit. Uh, Michael Edwards, a former um, a DC United Academy player, I believe played most recently at Wolfsburg two, which I think is probably Bundesliga three. I'm not sure if it's two or not. I think that the reserve teams are in three. Um, 
I think probably was better before we were linked with a, uh, another, another center back. And also before we signed to shields, I still think provided the money is not bad um, that we get him. I think the shields is a full-time Loudon player. And I think Edwards could potentially be your Axel Schoberg of 2021 uh, from a center back perspective. Hopefully, hopefully better than your, your Axel Schoberg. Of but from a minutes played perspective, like we'll s- couple games. Yeah, I, I'm not willing to, I guess, buy into that until I see some like some actual rumors there. I think that's one of those players. It kind of makes sense, but you want you want to see you want to see something before you start to really talk about it. Sure. Um, from Jason, also from Jason one five five one, which Loudon players had the best shot to make the DCU roster by the end of the year? Uh, Eternally, which DC players will need time in Loudon before they can contribute to the first team? What Loudon players have the best shot to make this roster by the end of this year? Uh, I would say none. I don't think we're going to see that happen yeah. this year. Um, I, I think, I think, I, I think honestly, I think you, I will go ahead and say Michael DeShields and, uh, and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I am. Kamarni. Kamarni. Thank you. Kamarni Smith. I, I would, I would label them as most likely, um, amongst, amongst the group, mostly because, and I know they've been signed, but I think we could see them play in Loudon. Um, I think that's more the perspective I'm going. I think we're going to see some guys who are going to get loaned, who are going to get minutes in Loudon, um, and then maybe they show well and they come back up. So yeah, um, like I, Jacob I, Green. I, Jacob Green would have been one I would have said, but mm-hmm. he signed. He signed with us, uh, so he'll play probably in Loudon just with a decent ad contract. Uh, in the past, Jeremy Garay has been a name. Ad, Adam Lundgaard has been a name. There's just not spots for them on this team right now. I think if they're playing, they will have set USL on fire. And there will have been injuries at, at DC United level for those two things to happen. But other than that, I think just the two players you named are the only ones going to come up. Uh, yeah. What players need to get minutes there uh, and in Loudon that are currently on the DC United roster? Uh, Eric Sorga is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Moses Nyman is another of the of the young players. He got not enough time. Uh, Jacob Green is another. The two um, draft picks I just mentioned probably the Shields and, and Smith. Um, John John Kempen will probably play the third goalie. Uh, we'll probably be the starter if MLS are allowed to move back and forth, which is a question later. So I apologize for answering that ahead of time. Uh, but that that's probably the the bulk of the the names you'd want to see down there. Yep. Yep. Uh, next question comes from Tim Flesh says, do you think uh, decent is looking for a number 10 playmaker? Uh, Tim, they already have this. This team does have the player. I think they're looking at the number 10 playmaker or they, they you know, they might not want to play that style if they shift to a three, five, two, but right now that, that player is Edison Flores who they signed last year. Um, that, that is, they are going to ride that train. I think this year, uh, I think they're going to look at 2020 and say, it, you know, it wasn't fair. It, w- it wasn't fair to any player, uh, to come into a new league, to start up. And then, you know, you, you don't get the adjusting period. You have to go to Florida away from your family. Then you come back and you have to travel and, and it's just a weird sprint to the end. Uh, it's, it's, I think they're going to say, okay, they're going to give them a new coach, a more attack minded coach. And they, they are setting up. I will say, I think that the coaching hire they've done, the players, they are starting to sign. They are definitely setting up him up to succeed at this point. Um, I think, I think you can make that argument now. If he doesn't succeed this year, uh, then they, then you can't really fault DC for what they've done to sort of bring in, bring in the supporting staff around him. Yep. So, and I'm sure he'll be eager to prove as well. We got to crank through these next seven questions in six minutes. Uh, at Rich DCU 96 says, probably a dumb suggestion, but Swans could use a better keeper. Bill Hamid. I think that Bill Hamid is uh, not going anywhere. I think Bill has tested the waters. I think Bill likes it here. 
I think he knows where all the good food is. I think he's got a good apartment. <laughs> I think he's staying here. Yeah, I think I think he is. He is signed uh, for the for the here for the foreseeable future. I don't think there's any any chances of him moving, um, which is great. We love Bill, and we yep. and we love to have him back. Uh, when he's on, this team is this team is really good. So, uh, I, producer Brian, I don't think you have the Instagram question, so I'm just gonna um, you can go back to the two box, and I'm just gonna read them. Uh, Jeffrey Cook says Goff suggesting we might play three in the back. I like Pines, Briant, and Baum on the pitch at once. I think that's probably that's less that's more of a statement than a question, but I think that that's probably who would uh, who would likely start. That was that was what Goff also said, sort of from a setup perspective. Um, Panama Nancy says, "Any concerns about picking up Emily Sonnet after yesterday, or did she get a pass because Marta?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Emily uh, would not ha- would not be happy with the way that game went. I think that her and um, was it Doll Kemper that was playing next to her? Mm-hmm. Uh, had communication problems. Uh, they were they were getting targeted, and it, it did not go well. Uh, that's a position, as I understand, it, that is very much open uh, in the Olympics. Right back is 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 a as an area that they are looking at. So and and, and I think you also one. you have to take into you have to sort of take into account. Uh, she's she's not going to be going up against Marta right. every week. <laughs> she's going to be going up against a good talent, but I mean I'm I'm not overly concerned um about her for for the for the washington spirit after last week so i think that's oh, good producer brian money on the spot here uh the zach fisher says is Ariola's loan to swansea more likely to become a permanent move with morris's recent injury i don't think i don't think that affects it i think the sole determinant has always been them getting promoted so you could actually i don't i don't think that jordan morris's injury will affect them getting promoted um, likely, I don't think he was an integral part to the team, so I think that I don't think it'll have much of a difference. Would you agree? I I would agree. I, I think I think he was sort of surplus. They were trying to utilize him. Um, I, I think if anything, I mean, unfortunately, I think this opens up some some more opportunity for Paul Ariola that maybe wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be curious to see how how Paul does now and and how much how many more how many more looks he's going to get. Um, so double question for Loudon Stampede is Kempen coming to Loudon? I think that yes, he is. I think he's starting. Uh, he also asked, "What about DeShields' uh, with defensive re- reinforcements rumors circulating DC?" Ted Ted has hit on that. I think that's the plan. Uh, and then Panama Nancy also says, "How spooked do you think uh, Paul Ariola is by Jordan Morris's injury?" I think that uh, I think everyone probably is a little bit spooked because he was non-contact. It just happened, which is the way that those knee injuries usually start to happen, <laughs> and they're scary. It's it was rainy. It's it, it can happen at any time. It's it's scary, but it, it is also it, it's it's unfortunately it's part of the game. And I I don't I think if you're Paul, you, you're not going to you, you have to understand I me. Mean, that's what happened to him, you know, with his uh, when he got his injury. It was a freak freak incident. I thought he was targeted by an Orlando player. I thought it yeah, was a... well, you know, Orlando <laughs> likes to think I said that. So um, oh, I thought I thought he was did did one of the Orlando players grab a knife and just stab him? Yeah, right it was a like, sniper. That's what I saw. It was that's a sniper. What, that's, what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Darn Orlando. Anyway, well, thank you all for your questions. Uh, yeah. we we were we were trying to make sure that we could get in questions from people who are not able to join us live. So we're going to keep doing that every uh, every week going forward. Uh, just before, as we as we wrap up the show, I want to make sure I put out an appeal for our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Uh, check that out. We're going to be doing a lot of exclusive content, I think, over the next couple months. But we're also going to make sure that if you join, you get uh, all of our a lot of our content first. So if that's, if that's appealing to you, check it out. Um, I'm also going to say 
check out the survey again over here to my left. Nope, to my right. <laughs> yeah, of my mirrored. Please, please uh, give that a, a quick perusal and, and fill out. Um, and then, and last but not least, uh, Andy Sullivan will be on the show uh, Thursday. It'll be in your podcast, uh, whatever you whatever you listen to your podcast on. Uh, make sure you go to rfkrefugees.com slash subscribe. Uh, if you're not uh, already subscribed to our YouTube page or you don't listen to the show on a podcast catcher, you can just click the button of whatever one you like and it'll instantly add to your to your app. Yep. We're getting very technologically advanced, making it easy for you to love us from a yes. technological perspective. Listen to the show, talk DC. Like I said, we got 50, 50 some more days left until the season starts. So um, we're, 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 we're trying to, we're trying to build, we're trying to try some things out, do some different things and, and, and hit the, hit the, hit the season running. So uh, we thank you all so, so much for the support you guys already give us the questions, the, the way you guys contribute uh, on the Patreon pages, on the Twitter account. Um, we, 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 we love it. And on our discord. Uh, Discord, yeah, especially as well. So, <laughs> um, uh, and and on Reddit too. I feel like we should give the OGs of, of supporting this podcast. Yep, are, are certainly has certainly been on Reddit. Um, all right, I guess with that, we will catch you guys next week. Look out for the interview with Amy Sullivan on Thursday, and we will see you all next Monday. Vamos, vamos. One more time.